Mad ethnic right now. Episode 75 of High Top Flip Flops as always. This is Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka Bashman Tigers on Fight. I just get beat up. AKA Dr. Do Too Little, aka Lil Poopy Dirt, aka it's not me, it's not you. We're just going through a tough time right now. Um, and as always, I'm here with Navake. Hey, it's Navake, aka Navape, aka Mr. Run Up on You. I'll say hello, then run away. AKA the Tamil Tyrese, aka Lil Couch, Big Couch, same thing. AKA Mr. Run Up on You. I'll say hello, then run away. Did I say that already? Maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> Out of like <laughs> thought thinking wise, yeah. I j- wow, I just said the same thing, anyways. Uh, aka Big Seon, and you know what? It's the last episode of the year. <laughs> yeah, we're here, mm-hmm. we're both fairly sick, not even sick, just like stuffy noses, sore throats, yeah. um, loopy minds. Um, but we're gonna make it through for like the first time ever. We have like notes that we're gonna read off. Well, I mean, when we when we interview people, we have notes, but. When we just sit, you and I, we usually just have a brief discussion, like two minutes before we record, and yeah. then go from there. But today, you know, we had to come correct. It's the last one of 2019, um, and we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We're gonna do some reflecting. We're gonna uh, maybe share what some of what we've been up to the past uh, month, seeing that it's been a little while since we've recorded. And uh, and answer some questions that uh, some of you were kind enough to to send in to us, um, but maybe we should maybe we should start by sharing some thanks, thank thanking all the the, the lovely people who've listened, and uh, some you know some new listeners this year, uh, some old faithful listeners who were always so thankful to uh, to have come out, um, some of whom we were able to to meet and kind of hang out with at the the potluck this year. Um, which of course we'll be doing again next year and very much looking forward to that um and of course as well to to all of the kind of wonderful guests that we had this year we have a list list of them here that felt uh were important to kind of shout out as well shout out to edward kim uh what a phenomenal comedian he is shout out to george um rubis who yeah continues to put out some really great music has our boy shay helping him out with uh with his management on the back end there so shout out to those guys um Thank you to Jonah, Jonah Yano, what a phenomenal musician as well, who, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to, to hear what kind of, uh, what more music he puts out come the new year. Um, we had a really, really great chat with him. Uh, thank you to Noor Khan as well, uh, who's put out some phenomenal art. Uh, she, alongside Sean Leon, had a, uh, a really, really wonderful exhibit um, called Postscript that uh, premiered at Nui Blanche this year, um, which we had the chance to check out. Uh, shout out to BST, shout out to Nyanu. Um, he's uh, become a good friend uh, of the show, and uh, we were lucky to have him on and talk a whole bunch of shit. Um, shout out to the, uh, the the Prodigal Collective, you know, Dylan, Zion, and, and uh, Zach uh, for coming through and, and talking to us about their, their uh, gospel background and all the great music that they're planning to make. Um, thank you to Ayo and SK for coming through and talking design with us. Um, you know, 
the the one th- I just remember how Nivek started that episode saying some shit like, you know what? They both got on big pants, so they probably got big <laughs> ideas too. <laughs> and I think it's true to some degree. It's Very true. much so. Bigger the pants, bigger the ideas, friends. Uh, thank you to Latifa and Hadi for coming through. That was a very fun episode. We got to record that in Hadi's uh, apartment. Um, please listen to their podcast as well, Two Peas in a Pod. Um, they're both extremely funny people, um, and maybe we can maybe we can do another episode with them as they uh, they hit another milestone. You know? Oh yeah, easily. There's a lot of part twos we can do. Like I That's feel right. like we could have gone like so much deeper with that world, but due to time, yeah, um, and the situation at that time, we. We can easily do like something way better. Oh yeah, next year, um, them as well, Adi and uh, Latifa. That would be great next year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we're coming for you. We just we latch on. Okay, we don't let go. Um, shout out to Anupa. That was a, a pretty big one for us. You know, mm-hmm. she's someone that we've uh, very much looked up to, and uh, we're pretty pretty excited, kind of nervous about interviewing as well. But um, yeah, please keep up with her. Take a look at her. Uh, her newsletter um which you can find by searching her name and newsletter on google uh and her podcast which i think is currently still called burnout um, but may may have a different name come the new year so please keep your eyes peeled for that on all streaming platforms uh, thank you to sus varman for coming through that was a great episode i feel like uh the cop the commentary i got from a lot of people were that they felt some like uh father-son connection between you and uh you and varman on that yeah episode. <laughs> man a lot of people do say that about me when i try to m- i've been mentoring a lot of people this oh year. yeah and you know what i've been trying to get people to go therapy as well okay uh a lot of people that you know they tend to come to me for therapy which is a terrible solution mm. you know because i can't do that i can definitely listen yeah, yeah, yeah. and i can try to help you get there but no, shout out to I always recommend my therapist. Shout out Julianne. Shout Drop out her Julian. deets in the. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know if we can do that. I mean, she's a. It's like she has her. She has her information out there. Maybe hit us up. You know, if you're looking for if you're looking for a therapist in the uh, Scarborough area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Shout yeah, out I to mean, her. <laughs> some background information about her. She's a brown woman. She's about. I don't. I don't want to say her age, but she's <laughs> relatively not. She's like young. Right. So it's she's very easy to relate to mm-hmm. and she understands everything. So she's a very good person to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not just giving you like uh, a random list of therapists <laughs> to go through. We're giving <laughs> you one sure, specific sure. person that's very good. For sure, for sure. Yeah. A, a personal recommendation from, from Nivek himself. Um, but yeah, shout out to, to Varman for coming through and uh, talking about it, you know, just wild shit with us on on the episode. That was a, that was yeah. a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to young Clancy who came through. He was someone that... Uh, we uh <laughs> we dm'd when we first started doing the show to try and have on and i think his response was something like hey uh thanks but i just need to do more work yeah. <laughs> and that was it um but here we are you know three years later um and he's still making some phenomenal music and we're very thankful to have sat down with him uh, and then of course our most recent episode with ahmad and kanatishan two uh good friends of yours um and soon to be mine you know if i end up playing some basketball with them this upcoming year, which I'm hopeful, to do. I'm hopeful, yeah. I'm hopeful too. Yes. Um, what a phenomenal episode that was as well. Um, there's yeah. some, some questions that people have sent in one, which I think heavily relates to that episode. Well, um, we can just go into that question if you want. Yeah, sure. You know what? Uh, a good friend or a, a great supporter of the show, Stuart, uh, Stuart Vaz, uh, wrote to us asking, um, sorry for more context. We posted on our Instagrams 
to to have listeners send in some questions that they wanted us to answer before the end of the year. And one that Stuart asked was, um, what are unspoken rules for podcast conversations? Um, and the first one that came to mind for me was, don't cut people off on a podcast, especially because it's recorded. Twofold. One, just never cut anyone off. You know, I'm, I'm learning that myself. I'm trying to get better at that in my interpersonal relationships. Um, but especially in a podcast, it sounds like it's the worst to just hear like a bunch of people talking at the same time, specifically when you're talking about, you know, you're talking about something specific. Um, it can be very shitty to like have to listen to as a listener. But also, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unspoken rule of this podcast, when Nevake is in his bag, when Nevake is halfway, halfway through a joke, maybe even a quarter of his way through the joke, just let him do his thing. Regardless of whether that punchline is going to be bad or not, you let it happen. That's, yeah. that's one unspoken rule of this podcast. But what are some unspoken rules of podcasts in general? Do you think? Well, the thing about like maybe if you cut someone off or if I cut someone off, it's like minor, you know, but some people like they'll be deep into stories. Right. And then out of nowhere, this guy comes in and starts a new story. It <laughs> sucks. The new story always sucks as well. And I just hate it. And it's not just Kenneth. Kenneshan does that frequently. And I keep telling him to stop doing that. But there's other people that I, that I tell, stop cutting people off like that. Like, mm. you're not even doing it the regular way <laughs> where you just uh, cut people off to put a sentence out there. Yeah. You start a whole new three-minute bit when I didn't even end mine. Mm. That's like, I'm like four minutes deep and you're trying to cut me off? Right. What are you doing? Like, that was, that, that was kind of wild. And, but I'm glad he did that because we shined a light on it. Right, right, right. And now people are more aware and they're educated and we provided that education to them. That's right. That's right. We may have sacrificed some friendships, you know, in the process of doing it. Mm -hmm. Hopefully Kanadashan doesn't hate us too much for that. But, you know, it was important to do. You know, I felt like you needed to get that off your chest as well. Um, So I'm really glad that you you did. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I I feel like this year was was a great year for the show you know we started this year with a with a pretty heavy episode kind of talking about why we needed to, to take a break and we talked a lot about mental health and talked a lot about trying to get better for ourselves um and yeah you know m- maybe it's worth jumping right into that when and, and kind of reflecting on this year especially um yeah I, i'm curious to know what you feel like this year has kind of been like for you how you're feeling as this year is kind of winding down as well yeah, this year, hmm, this year has been an interesting year, you know, because it felt super fast, but then we, when we think about stuff that happened in January and February, it feels like, you know, 10 years ago, mm. and I don't know what that is, and also I learned that when I was unemployed, I was so healthy, but yeah. when I got a job, oh, I became so sick all the time. Really? Yeah, definitely. That's what I noticed. And maybe that's me adjusting to waking up. Oh, that's one thing I oh I can I still can never do that is wake up every morning at six o'clock. Mm. It's so hard. Yeah, you know. And uh, I think that has some effect as well. It's fair. Um, and I mean, all in all, in the year, hmm, I failed a lot, but in a good way. You know, I keep learning, and in in personal relationships and work relationships like i learned to be very quiet at work mm. and by quiet don't share too much personal information at work okay you know break that down for me what kind of led you to yeah leads you to that to that kind of conclusion well you think some people at work are your friends but it's really just 
tall grass that you're in, and so much of snakes slithering. Oh around. shit! <laughs> like for example, I had I went on, I went to Vancouver, which we'll touch on a little later. Yes. But while I was away, I had a couple leads. So I, I work in sales, mm-hmm. and if you're in sales, you know about Salesforce, which is like a CRM. Yes. Where you pull your customers in, mm-hmm. and you can task it for two weeks from now, right? And that means it's still mine when I come back, right? And um, this guy would um, two different people took them put it in spelled it differently like one one name was boulder menswear he spelled it boulder men's space war w-a-r-e and then he took the sale but i got it back i had to tell my manager and wow. stuff. and this guy came up to me later because we're going to also we're going to las vegas in february first right. week for are, yeah. product training this guy's going to vegas <laughs> yeah. which i'm not you know what going with work people is not as hype as going with your friends Fair like enough. You think it's going to be sick, but really it's probably just ordering a lot of room service and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And this guy was like, yo, after he stole the sale, like maybe the same day, he came up to me like, yo, let's, we're going to do it up in Vegas, bro. We might get a couple extra days. We might going to, we're going to push our flight a couple extra days. You want to, are you down for that? Like, get your ass out of here, boy. I don't <laughs> ever want to chill with you. Are you kidding me? Bloody fuck you, bloody. Good moment. Huh. Good for that. Um, <laughs> And so that's a minor thing. I learned over there. I mean, that's kind of fucked up. Just like all around, you know? Well, yeah. first of all, like, do you think he knew that you would be able to see that change? Like, did he know that? Uh, he didn't, which is why it's good that I caught him. What a clown. And yeah, there's, uh, and I thought he was a, a, like a good guy, mm-hmm. you know? But I quickly find out, I found out that uh, he's not. That's some scum shit, man. Yeah, it's, it's, you know? some, it's some regular stuff. And I also found out that I'm still, I was very weak this year. You know, in what ways? And uh, when it came to uh, confronting people mm-hmm. and still telling them the truth, sometimes I felt a little odd inside right. to do that. Right, right, right. With certain people, I can do that because they know, right? They they know that I'm not trying to shit on them. Yes. Other people think you're trying to shit on them when you try to tell them like something. For sure. You know, like, let's say if somebody drops a song and they ask you, how do you think of the song? And you're like, I, you know, I really don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not anything against you. I think you can make some other stuff and it's going to be good. Yeah. And they might, you know, take that as, yo, he hates me. Mm-hmm. Or they might be like, all right, you know, maybe it didn't appeal to him. That's right. But it appealed to these 1,000 other people. That's right. Sample size of one is like. Exactly. Like, who cares? Realistically, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, we don't like everything. That's right. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, I've been going to the movies a lot alone this year. Okay. Which I really like doing. Mm-hmm. You know. Is this the first time you've you've kind of like put more emphasis or like yeah, made an effort to to go by yourself or yeah? Under what kind of circumstances have led you to it? Um, well, in my life, there's only maybe a few good people with good taste. Mm-hmm. You being one of them. Oh wow! Thank you. Know? you. And uh, like uh, I wanted to, I watched Parasite this okay. year, and I had to watch that Dolo because yeah. none of my friends are down. Oh, would yeah. understand that. Oh yeah, okay, okay. As in, by understand, like a Korean movie with subtitles, I can't read. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, I hate God. when people say that. Oh, <coughs> it has subtitles. I have to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, just like you used to read books. Hopefully right. you can read these can things this. for like two hours. You've been watching anime your whole life. Don't oh. don't mess around. Yeah. <laughs> right. You've been watching anime since the jump. Come on, man. Yeah, like Parasite, um, Uncut Gems, amazing oh, nice. movie as well. 
The Sandman, man, he mugs that. <laughs> Shut up! Don't ever call Ew. Adam Sandler the I, Sandman. I personally was a big fan of Jack and Jill, no, you so were. I went into that expecting Jack and Jill too. Bro, it's not. You know what's funny? Um, if you go on um Rotten Tomatoes, uh-huh. all of the people that are shitting on the movie were like, "I expected Jack and Jill too." Oh my god! They're like, "You so rough in this movie. It's too much cursing." Um, oh, these are genuine. Real replies, people. which is why if you look at it, it's ninety-seven percent um, critics right. and like fifty percent audience, <laughs> which is so odd that people really think like right. that. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but also, like, do you remember? Like, uh, I don't even know which episode it was, but we had like a whole like ten-minute roast session of Adam Sandler on this podcast. We probably did. And you know what? We have to rescind that. We have to go back to that podcast, delete that section. I see. Because he's going to get an Oscar nom from this movie. Oh, my God. For real. He's that good in it. Okay. Like, man, that guy was really good. Fair enough. But, you know, yeah, all that um, stuff there. But how how did you find the year? Um, Yeah, good question. I mean, I guess to kind of like maybe bounce off of what you were saying, I think very similarly, um, like, at least this past two months, I've definitely thought lots on this idea of failure and like um, what or to what extent I've like done my best to shy away from it. Uh, And by that, I mean like maybe in some cases, maybe not even trying something as a result of like not wanting to accept the fact that like failure is like a, a very like possible and like likely reality if I were to apply for a job or try something new for myself or like try and cook something new. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I realized that that, that wasn't just a, like, uh, it wasn't just something that kind of came up for me this year, but you know, it's existed for me for a large portion of my life, but I, I maybe confronted it a, a little bit this year, um, slowly, but surely. And not to say that, you know, I'm cure of it now. And like, I'm, I'm totally okay with this idea of failure. Um, but find myself maybe working a little bit more towards like even putting myself in positions where like failure is bound to happen and kind of like exposing myself to it a little bit more, you know, like yeah. in, in very small ways. Um, like for example, like this, like trying to play basketball is like very much something where I'm like, no way I'm going to do it. No way I'm going to do it. I'm going to get cooked. I'm going to get smoked. Like I'm going to embarrass yeah. myself, whatever. Um, and like, there's a very good chance that like the next, the, yeah, the next time I go to play pickup or something that that happens, you know, but that's okay. Like I've still like, I've had my ass handed to me before and like, I've still found like playing the game enjoyable. There's lots to learn from it. And like, you're going to get better as you kind of go along, you know, just like accepting those things in like in small ways, like a game of basketball where there's like very little like consequences for what happens at the end of it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, besides like our pride. (laughs) Um, and like kind of applying that to other things like work or like creative endeavors or like reaching out to people for this podcast, you know? So like, you know, the, the joke or what we shared with Anupa, right. Is that it took us three years. It took me three years to just like write the email to her even, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I very much want to kind of end that and just like pump it out and like not be so caught up in what the response is, but just like doing that for myself, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think this year also would like, maybe not failures but yeah definitely some like big changes for me in terms of like um people and like the, the roles they've played in my life and and I, either them not playing that role anymore for me um or um 
yeah, having to kind of like really reshape or, or really revisit um, what roles people play in my life and like deciding how I'm going to react to that. Um, and that I think at the beginning of the year and like, you know, this is something that we've kind of spoken about and um, it was something that we spoke about at the beginning of the year. You know, I, um, I very much like took the took the route of like trying to control like someone else's steering wheel you know in the case of of you and like you know the the kind of like supporter or the work that you needed to maybe do on your own or like with with other people in my life I very much tried to yeah kind of drive someone or try and take control of, of someone else's car and um that's just like wasn't healthy um and isn't healthy period uh, but I think it took me it took me a few months to kind of realize that um, wait sorry to yeah no no interject here was that a break? Was that this year? Uh, that was like the end of last year into the top of wow. last year. Wow, yeah, I yeah. didn't even take that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear I thought that was last year. So yeah. That's another thing. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. That was like a long break, too. That was like three or four months. That's right, that's right. Yeah, we didn't record wow. a podcast. We didn't We re- didn't record our first podcast until like March of this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even see <laughs> the year. It's like so damn long. And it's been a long one. It's been a long yeah. one. Um, but also, you know, a, a lot of really kind of positive growth, I, I think, has, has happened, right? I mean, it's also worth maybe n- it's worth breaking that down with you. But, um, you know, I think that's like something that I've for sure seen in you. Um, and like to an extent, you know, I'm, I'm trying to see in myself. And I think, I guess for me, when I speak of growth, it's exclusively within the realm of like, um, my understanding of myself and, and my understanding of like uh, the, the people like around me in my life and like respecting what those are um, and respecting and like encouraging what they can be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking on myself and then of course speaking for the people in my life who I care about as well, right? Um, and, and drawing a, a lot, drawing better lines as to um, you know, what it is that I am in control of and, and what is like healthy for me to be in control of and what is completely outside of, of my realm of control. Um, but yeah, man, it, it is a lot to think about. <laughs> that was, it was really just this year, you know, that we, we kind of started the year with some some very difficult conversations and needed to like take a take a long time to, to get back on to doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but either way, here we are. Like you said, a whole, whole year has passed, uh, you know, you went on a trip to, to Vancouver very recently. You know, one of the questions that we have written down here um, is in regards to favorite moments from this year. Do you think your, your trip to Vancouver was one of your favorite moments from this this past year? Uh, yeah, I can I can say that mm-hmm. is. And the thing about this trip is I went with another, another family. Right. Which a lot of people would be like, what? Why'd you <laughs> go with somebody else's parents? Right. Yeah, so I went with my friend, Shell Victor, who's been on the pod. Uh, with him, his two parents, um, not his three parents, but his two parents. <laughs> Just his two parents. <laughs> See, right now, you know what's wild? Since I'm at this stage of sickness, I f- feel high, even though I've all I've drank is melatonin. Shout out melatonin. You know, you yes. drink melatonin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done the towel over the thing. Yep, the steam bowl. Oh, that, I thought that would work. Mm. Uh, my mom also made me swallow a bunch of, I don't know if it's cinnamon or some uh, stick. I I'm feel like a fool for not knowing this. That's okay. But she made me swallow it, and then I immediately barfed it all <laughs> oh, up. Oh, shit. It's, she's like, oh, I took this, and my sore was, my throat was good the next day. I'm like, you liar, but I'll do this anyways because you're my biological mother. Right. Did that. But anyways, oh, what was I going at? Um, Yeah, so that's what I feel in my head right now. That's why I feel like I can, I can just talk. That's okay. But uh, so I went with that family. Um, And their parents are – his parents are very cool. Like mm-hmm. they're not like – 
uh, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't yeah, do this. Yeah. Like they're very understanding people. I assume they didn't expect you all to like be together at all, all the time either. Right? Exactly. Also they're Asian, which a lot of people are like, how are brown parents, another brown family cool to go on vacation <laughs> with? And I have to, I keep forgetting that I don't tell them, oh, that they're, they're Asian people. They're not right. Tamil. So right, right, it's right. easier. And since I went on vacation with this family, uh, the flight was great. Right for me, it was great. I don't know why, cause I had, I had a window seat. Okay, took some sick photos. Yes, threw um, them on the gram, you know. <laughs> uh, did I did. I threw it on my story. Threw yeah, that's right. Also, um, I did buy uh, before I went on the flight. I bought an edible, right, and oh, I put it in my jacket. <laughs> okay. Okay, right, and you know when you pull up to the thing, you gotta put all your belongings on the thing. Mm-hmm. So I had my backpack filled with toothpaste and creams and all that, and then. Uh, my jacket which had that i on it and i push it through and then mine's the only one that goes to the the person that looks through your shit i'm like damn i left in the original packaging it's a thc and all that i didn't even put it in a sandwich bag i'm an idiot um and the woman was like all right you gotta come here and i was like all right i'm gonna be able to be embarrassed right now in front of these guys parents too oh, shit. and um uh she opens up what is this toothpaste and so it's a big tube of Colgate toothpaste where the it's only a little bit left enough for this week right okay. she's like you can't take this with you I'm like alright just throw it alright <laughs> this is toothpaste I'll find some toothpaste alright <laughs> and then she lets me go wow oh my god and toothpaste so, was in the jacket uh, no the toothpaste was in my oh, backpack Jesus Christ. Wow. my carry on I right? see also a big tip make sure you go to Dollarama get those travel size things bottles yeah Pour your soap in there, your shampoo. Save so much space. I was a fool when I was younger. I'd take the whole bottle of <laughs> oh soap. Oh, my God. Nivek. I didn't know until uh, Victor was like, yeah, you should put it in. Get, we should go to Dalaram and get these bottles. It would be Trust so much us. easier. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so much smarter. Um, but also, I forgot to include one with Victor's girlfriend and his little brother, uh, Matthew, <laughs> split the, <laughs> the, the edible with his little brother. <laughs> we were both flying. And it was great because the flight was amazing. Mainly because I didn't take this in, but I asked uh, the homie Sindujin who went on a flight to Cuba, came back a couple weeks ago or a week ago, and he said the f- his flight was horrible because there's mad kids crying. And there was not a child on this plane. Mm. I just put in my headphones, turned up that Aston Martin music. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, Aston Martin music is an incredible, incredible song. Yeah. Like, especially when you're in a plane, it's a different vibe. <laughs> is it? I don't know why, but it's this may sound mad corny, but it just sound it sounds great. Yeah, you're at a different level. Eh? Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, flight was great. Food was incredible. So his parents took us to all the fire Asian spots, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So yeah, a lot of them were seafood, right. which I I can't eat crab or shrimp. That's but right. PSA PSA. If you're trying to take Naveka out for dinner, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's so much other great options, and you know it's it's like all the setups are. Uh, round table, lazy Susan. Yes. Passing stuff around and and all of that. Amazing. And Sounds yeah, so nice. And uh, they took us to this restaurant. I have the business card, but uh, it's like the best restaurant, one of the best Asian restaurants in Canada. Wow. And it was in. We got there at 10 a.m. They're like, yeah, you're not getting seated till 1:30 p.m. And we waited. We walked around and did all the stuff. We waited till. 1:30. Shit. Okay. And it, sick. it was worth it, man. They have this thing called leather jacket fish. Whoa. Which is, bro, that's some fire ass fish. <laughs> you cannot, that's no, that's no tilapia. <laughs> <if you're basic. laughs> Let me tell you. 
<laughs> leather well, jacket no frozen bass of fillets right there God <laughs> this damn. is not no filet fish yeah, that's right. all right yeah. um there was that and there's some other great ass meat that tried. but um oh and then jap dog okay talk to me about that sensational it's basically um japanese hot dog but instead of uh um, hot dog meat that was created from the ass of uh, <laughs> an animal. The anus. Uh, <laughs> an animal, yeah. It was, it's like Japanese food. So it might be tonkatsu in the bun. Whoa. And then they toss some Japanese mayo, Damn. some other vegetables, kimchi on it. Crazy. I was like, I, I only had one, but I felt like I was a fool. I should have bought, bought three more. Maybe <laughs> uh, gotten one before the flight, but no time. <laughs> so um, is it like a like a like a little fast food chain kind of deal? Like you, they're all over the place, or what? Oh yeah, but it's, it's only over on the on the west coast. In Vancouver, there. yeah, yeah. No kidding. Um, so food was was fire, absolutely Damn. fire. Um, we didn't do so much of the the absolute tourist spots like we went to suspension bridge that was like the biggest suspension bridge and since it was christmas it was a whole christmas theme true um took some some great photos and stuff yeah very excited to to see them all i know you posted a posted a bunch out there Mm -hmm. and um yeah and also reminded me like wow these this is a family that like really likes each other as well Mm -hmm. like no fights no screaming right um also, tip, if you want to impress somebody else's parents, whether they're your friends or... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, no, this is a good thing. Okay. Amazing. You just... Uh, friends or partners, parents, you mm-hmm. just pay for the meal. Oh, right? you is that what you did? The, yeah, all the people. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. They did bring two of their friends that I never met before. <laughs> and I had to cover theirs. And I was like, oh, I don't even... I never met these people in my life. Um, but... You know, no, I can't disrespect them because those friends. Oh, another thing is, they're wild about paying for the the meal. So like the friends of the parents, mm-hmm. they almost fought over the bill. Like literally between themselves or with you. Oh hell no! It wasn't me. I was like, uh, y'all got. <laughs> it's like they were literally like grabbing the bill from each other, and they pulled one. Uh, the friend uh, oh, guy pulled the bill. Paid for, it was like two bills for the meal, first wow. of all. But it was also like eight people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's another thing. Vancouver is dumb expensive because that meal in Toronto would be max eight, 80 bucks. Damn. Maybe 100 max with okay. tip and all that. Damn. So you, you didn't think that like the quality in the food or anything was, was that much more like, yeah, any better than what you had in Toronto. That Something like you'd pay $80 for, right? No, the food is definitely great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I told you about the that really good spot. But we also went to some average spots. Oh, I see. I and they see. were like, I swear, Toronto's maybe better than yeah. than that, right? Okay. And yeah, and like they have grocery stores and the grocery stores have um, regular price and then card price. Whoa. So like they'd have a regular food basics ass grocery store. Yeah. And it would be like uh, grapes, regular price seven sixty nine card price for Whoa. 20 something and I was so what like, does that mean you have to be a member or something yeah wow so i mean yeah you probably get access to all of those in that chain but yeah. still that's this is not like no costco yeah man situation wow what a different world oh and the um the wealth divide is pretty pretty intense there. okay like we got an airbnb in a in a pretty nice area okay right it was a basement apartment but i had like um beds for all of us mm-hmm. and uh it was pretty yeah spacious really, and yeah. all that but you know when you go over to 
you know, different parts of town, Hastings, you really see like the the divide yeah, there. East Hastings Street, yeah, no kidding. Oh, you know about that? I do, I do a little bit. I've I've spent max like four and a half days in Vancouver, um, mm-hmm. so it wasn't very much time. Um, I did know about it beforehand. Um, I remember my first kind of like, uh, fun, funny enough, I mean, speaking of the decade, my first kind of like, um, uh, maybe acknowledgement of like that wealth divide was in 2010 when the Vancouver Olympics, the Winter Olympics were happening. Yeah. Um, I remember reading or hearing in the news that like riot police were just like pulling up on like uh, street-based folks, homeless folks, and just like pushing them like further and further and further out of the city. Cause they're like, when we have all these tourists, we don't want, we don't want them seeing you guys here, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember hearing that being like, man, that's fucked up. They already don't have anywhere to stay kind of mm-hmm. deal, you know? Um, and that's like, that's just like, I remember it really, yeah, it was at that point in time where like, you know, we had like grade 10 history, which like doesn't really talk about like treatment of indigenous people, but like gave me a good enough sense to be like, okay, like, yeah, this country isn't all as like great and like peaceful as like, as you know, we, we think it is, I guess. Um, and then I remember hearing that and being like, man, I hate this idea of like people having this false idea of what Canada is and how we treat people. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very intense in mm. uh, in Vancouver, and uh, generally speaking, like what I understand too is like my brother's in San Francisco now, um, and there's a, a large street based population there as well, and you know a lot of the like neglect, not of the, a lot of the neglect, but like so much of the like the the behaviors and the thinking of people that like within positions of power that leads to these folks not getting any help is that like for the most part a lot of people believe like, oh, like the weather's never going to get bad here. So it's like, it's fine. They can like stay out there, you know? Yeah. Whereas like in a place like Toronto or like consider like Winnipeg, for example, is like, if you're like, if you're actively acknowledging that like these are people, these are folks that you're not going to help and someone's out there in like minus 40 degrees, like their blood is on your hands, you know? Um, And like, it does become far more apparent. I mean, even in Toronto that it it happens, those deaths happen, right? As a result of like the severe weather. Um, so like it's a shame that it like comes down to that for like the cities or the municipal governments to be like okay we have to do something about it but oftentimes that's also like a poor result of it but um but yeah it is like it is quite stark in vancouver too you like you literally hit hastings street and like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. we went chinatown which is very close to mm-hmm. Hastings, and we're just walking around and then you hit hastings and then you really you really see all that yeah you take in um, the conditions exactly yeah and um yeah it was always rain it was raining um all six days pretty much <laughs> oh, shit. uh it doesn't snow in vancouver yes. which is at least good yeah but it rains half the year mm-hmm. um um it's not bad that's the the l you take yeah uh going there that's right uh but overall yeah, it's pretty pretty solid, uh, pretty solid time over yeah. there for sure. Man, I'm glad. I uh, I think we were saying too, like outside of like local trips within Ontario with like friends, this is the first trip that you've kind of done overseas, or not overseas, uh, like uh, v- mm. via plane um, without your family too. Like what you went to like Europe with your family? Yeah, when I was 16. But okay. I mean, I always say like. I described that trip by saying that we went to France and ate rice and curry. Right, right. So you know the vibes <laughs> right, of that right. trip. I don't have to go into detail there. Yes. And that's the thing. Like I And even on that vacation, which was, well, 16, so that was 2010 or 11 mm-hmm. or something like that. 2011, yeah. 
and I was still, you know, kind of a child, and uh, I went with my mom and my brother, and it wasn't that bad, uh, but I realized that family vacations weren't always the most positive experiences, which is why we'd never been on one. Maybe, right. yeah, I don't think we've I've ever, I've ever been on the out of the country with my entire mm-hmm. family and my entire family, my mom, dad, brother. Right. And uh, that is for some, like, particular reason, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, Makes me want to see myself in the future, mm. you know, you know, have if I if I were to have a family, right, you know, it be positive all the time and have these experiences and have right. your child really experience every aspect, right, of, of this country, mm-hmm. and you know the various places around the world that are really great, yeah, 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 and you know, it even I'll even relate this to Christmas. You know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so my family doesn't really celebrate. So when you when you don't have a family that doesn't really celebrate, you only really celebrate when if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then they bring you over to their house and their family celebrates and stuff like that, and that's when you kind of feel it, and then you feel like okay, this is like a sense of family, right? You know, something maybe I didn't have, mm-hmm. I never felt, you know. And um, this Christmas was different for me, you know, because um, not different, but, you know, I didn't wasn't doing much. Just sitting at home uh, watching Fell in Love with Church Girl again, starring Ja Rule. <laughs> you know, what's wild when you sent me that text message about, oh, uh, what remember what stuff you did in the decade and stuff? Yeah, yeah. The first thing that came to my mind was that movie. <laughs> and that was this year that I watched that movie. And maybe it's because... Um, <laughs> I'll just go into it. Uh, I'll see. I was seeing a girl earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Christian, <laughs> and I watched. <coughs> I watched that movie. I said, "Yo, you gotta watch this movie. <laughs> it's this is like us." <laughs> um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. That's so funny. And then I went to my friend Keely's house. And we were just chilling, and I was like. She was watching probably Netflix, and she she has pretty good taste. She was watching some. She put me on to some some good. Um, I I mentioned this the last time uh, we were on the pod. Uh, okay. It was a Japanese show on Netflix. I should find the name of it. It's really good. Uh, but she put me on to that, and then I I put her on to fell in love with the church girl. <laughs> you put her on, and man. I put her on. You know, I put pair <laughs> people on to stuff, bro. I put everybody on to shit, and she didn't speak to me for like three weeks or something <laughs> oh like that. She God. she was so disappointed by that. <laughs> Um, I uh, damn. I see that that happened this year too. I w- I could have sworn that was two years ago. Oh, that was this year damn. as well. So much of the um, decade has happened in, in yeah. the past eleven months here, right? God damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, when people are like, "Oh man, what was this decade like?" I'm like, "Shit, man, I don't want to think about what it was like when I was 15, man. Fuck that." Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to think about this decade. I like did high school. I did university. I bummed around for a couple of years. Here I am, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know what? A lot of people who are like. 20 now or 25 now are doing the 10 year challenge and they're yeah. like oh look at me i was so ugly 10 years ago but what? now i'm beautiful we're all ugly 10 <laughs> years ago bro. it's like you were 10 years you're, old man. You're, like, you were like 10 or 11 a break yeah obviously <laughs> That's what i'm saying you're gonna have like a 15 year old do like a like decade challenge and they're just an infant you know what i mean yeah, like, they're like, so small 10 or five years old whatever yeah, I I always found that like really funny, uh, particularly thinking about people our age, because I'm like, yo, like, give yourself a break. You were probably, thir- you know, 13, 14, 15, yeah. maybe even like 20 in that photo. 
Like, it's cool. I'm like, I get it. I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. It's like, oh, look at all this positive change that's happened. But are we really going to equate positive to change to, you know, your physical appearance? Maybe like, yeah, you got shredded and you went to the gym, but like your perception of like bodies and like desirability are like all fucked up, you know? Um, <laughs> you know what I hate? It's when I see a dude. It's let's be real. It's usually a brown dude. Oh, yeah. And his, his tenure challenge is him with like a mush with like a a full head of hair, glasses, and maybe smiling. And then the second photo is him with a shirt off, deezed, <laughs> maybe like some long hair or something like that. Like and he's not smiling. Horse, yeah. He's not smiling. He's like looking like this or something. Like, <laughs> Very like, serious, damn. yeah. In the mirror, like, like that. I'm like, all right, bro, stop doing this. Delete your Twitter, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just respond, delete this. <laughs> delete this. Yeah. Delete this right now. <laughs> Navek is the uh, the Twitter police out here. Twitter police <laughs> with the decade uh, the decade tweets. No, but I, I I feel you on that. I I also kind of found that quite funny. And and yeah, just generally speaking, it's like uh, not to say that I don't want to reflect on like what I was thinking about when I was fifteen, but also like I maybe think to myself like okay, maybe it's uh like yeah, I do want to be thinking about like what parts of myself or like you know where there's like room for improvement, but. Uh, I guess I also tell myself, like, yeah, from, like, yes, I, I'm using 15 because I guess that's what it been 10 years ago for me, um, is, like, there are things that I've learned about myself, and I'm sure I've worked through those things, but there is still a, a bounty of things that I'm still learning about myself and trying to understand about myself, and, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I don't feel a need to reflect on the decade to think about those things because I can, well, to an extent, what it is that I'm capable of, like, seeing or reflecting on about myself right now i can do and you know a year from now or another decade from now there are more things that i'm potentially going to learn you know hopefully mm -hmm. going to learn right so it's like i don't know i i guess when it comes to like maybe personal growth on this front i'm just like and i'm not thinking about what i was doing when i was 15 when i was 15 i was listening to uh i had a playlist of adele fallout boy and like lamb of god just like the most like sporadic you know let's talk about that actually <laughs> sure, sure sure um because so much really has changed from <laughs> i mean obviously it's a whole decade yeah. but from the music to the clothes and the reason i say clothes is because the clothes are tired are tied to the music to an extent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for example the new boys were out okay. maybe 2009 2010 you ain't gonna tie me down yes and oh man ray j marked that but <laughs> they wore the skin tight uh, skinny jeans right and I loved that and I was like trying to wear the skin tight skinny jeans the Vans almost mm -hmm. bought a Goodwood that's where wow. I was wow what what emblem was it going to be <laughs> I don't know peace sign or something oh, like that. Really? Um, it was going to be probably a you know Goodwood Jesus piece oh I know? see I see and um, I will come clean I also almost bought a Goodwood there were these 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 uh, Muslim boys at my school who had one that just said like mashallah in like Arabic and I was oh. like dude that looks really fucking sick it's kind of cool actually <laughs> but I was like I look back at it and I'm like I'm thankful I didn't buy that I think maybe the, maybe it would have been uh, I don't know I just don't have enough ties to it I was just like oh it just looks sick you know uh, it'd be like the equivalent of like having a Supreme Box logo in Arabic you know same, same oh, deal yeah um, but if not worse uh, mm -hmm. but either way yeah Goodwoods man thankfully mm -hmm. thankfully a thing of the past yeah, and uh, I was definitely listening to a lot of mainstream stuff. That's um, right. I mean, the best was probably, you know, fantasy. Beautiful darkness yes. and fantasy, that is. Because yeah. I'm still listening to that today. I was listening to it the other day, and I was just like, man, this guy really 
created something so like deep and musical mm-hmm. productions just beautiful and and you know what um quick sidebar ryan les oh this is not really it's a beautiful target it's more watch throne but ryan leslie he did an interview with uh breakfast club and right. he mentioned that on the laptop that got stolen from him, yes it had songs uh for watch the throne wow on it and those songs are just gone forever right 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 and because he was in all of those sessions apparently right I was just like, damn. And the thing is, people think he's broke now, but this guy has like this uh, service called Superphone, which allows you to um, directly contact your fans via wow. text. Whoa. So that if you have 1,600 fans exactly, 1,600 of these people will buy tickets to the show. Right. Or the album. And right. if the album's 999 times 1,600 and you're independent, that's a lot of money. Yeah, truly. Yeah. And uh, wow. I was like, this guy is so smart with that. I mean, yeah. obviously, I always knew he was smart. He just had that, damn, that sad moment of the laptop, yeah. which kind of ruined his public perception. That's right. That's right. That guy was smart because he talked about uh, Cassie during the uh, MySpace era. Okay. And she had, when she first started out, she had 600 fans that um, uh, equated to 600 purchases. Wow, right. Exactly. A one which, for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which today... You know how like certain artists will have two million followers on Instagram, yeah, but will yeah. sell five thousand units. Yeah, it doesn't equate you know? to anything. Yeah, that's exactly. right. It's so easy. But um, uh, back to to fantasy. Yeah, and I'm just like, damn, lost in the world, uh, gorgeous. Uh, the first track minus the Nikki intro, like <laughs> perfect, perfect songs, and like, and then you listen to this thing that he put out. Uh, what is it? Jesus is King or something? Jesus is King. That's right. And you're like, oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, shout out, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no disrespect to the G-O-D. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, and I'm just, as I was listening to um, Fantasy recently, I was like, I totally get how jack boys was created <laughs> <laughs> oh my god talk your shit talk your shit, uh, talk like, your shit about jack boys. Okay. Damn, so, bro. so for those who don't know who uh, maybe you you can clarify this for me as well uh jack boys is a uh like a it's is it kind of like travis scott's equivalent of more life where he's just like got a bunch of dude bunch of different people on it only for seven songs too like I mean, if you're going to do something like this, you may as well do what Drake did and just, like, make it, like, a fucking 30-song album and, like, yeah. have people listen to it all year. But, I don't know, maybe Travis Scott has more integrity and artistic, uh, yeah, Ooh. artistic intentions. But either way, um, so Travis Scott is behind it, and then he's just got himself along with other artists that he's, like, collaborated with or he's, like, fans of, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, like pop smoke is on there which like was very surprising and it just yeah. sounds like a double it just sounds like a recreation of a song welcome, welcome to, to the party. party yeah um but either way seven songs pretty mediocre talk your shit go ahead well what i heard online is that there's 21 songs and he's releasing in three packs ah right? okay okay and also harmony Crin did the cover art and i was like that's my boy yeah oh yeah harmony Crin. he did uh the beach bomb right Spring Breakers, uh, Gummo. Gummo, yeah, weird, the Gummo, the he's like, Sorry, I just, can't, I just can't think, help but think of Takashi 6 9 when you say Gummo. But yes, yeah, he did do that Gummo. Is true. He did, wow, Gummo's so fucked up too. Oh, he did, oh, mid, did he do mid-90s as well? Along with did Jonah he Hill? produce, he might have produced. Oh no, okay. he was in it. 
He was in it. Wow. He was yeah. He was a character. He was like um. He was um the main character's mom's boyfriend. That's pretty funny. Which I was like, yeah, Jonah knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows the the world, but um, yeah. So he was in it. So I was like, okay, I gotta now. I gotta tune into the Jack Boys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of funny because in 2012, my uh, my boys, I called them the Jackoff Boys. <laughs> the so, Jackoff Boys. So I think. Travis is like he found out. That's right. Cut off the off. Exactly. Jack boys. Jack boys. Straight Jack boys. Um, <laughs> and you know I I did like that Rosalia was on the uh, yes was on the remix yes. to Heist in the Moon. Yes. What a great year for Rosalia this yeah. year. I should pronounce her name correctly. That's huh? okay. Rosalia. <laughs> Rosalia. Wow. Oh. Say that. Say that again. Should I do it one more time? Yeah, one more time. Rosalia. Very good. That was very good. And uh, she proves how ignorant we are about Spanish music. As North Americans? Yeah, because who do we know? Rosalia. <laughs> That's right. Enrique Iglesias. Uh, Enrique Iglesias. Shakira. 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 That's right. Um, Ricky Martin. I don't think Bad he's Bunny. Who? Bad Bunny. Oh, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny fuck. is... He yeah. is. You're right. You're right. You're he's right. actually kind of fire too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, have you? I have. I have not rated. Oh yeah. He's kind of. He, I mean, he's well rated in his country. I see. Underrated North America. I see. I see. Um, and yeah, these people are huge overseas, but we don't even know a damn thing. It's true. It's true. It's true. We really don't. Um, I I think I really only took that in this year when um I started listening to Rosalia's album, which I guess came out last year. I really only listened to it this year, um, but. Yeah, when I first heard about like her touring or watch videos of her live, she was on like every major, like n- sorry. She was doing like the like Coachella equivalents in like o- other parts of the world. So like in Europe, in South America, oh. like in Chile, in Mexico, um, and then eventually, like you know, when she came to Toronto, her first show was at Rebel, like uh. big, a super big venue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it is always like when it went uh, a non English speaking, n- non, uh, North American artist does blow up like that. It's always, uh, like a very good reminder of like just how much music we aren't listening to. I mean, I guess this would have been like four or five years ago, but same thing for me when like I first, um, was introduced to K-pop and just like the industry and the world itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like like those numbers in terms of like who they're how, how many fans they have listening to them their streams the amount of money they're making whatever it is like those numbers are insane yeah. and just because it's not happening in north america it's like it's still surprisingly quote-unquote unre- irrelevant um mm-hmm. but that's a farce you know what i mean the, yeah. the the impact that these artists have is like immense 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 um but yeah rosalia had a had a very very good year and of course you know like had those opportunity had the opportunities to um collaborate with artists who are popular in the west right like james blake prime example uh she did a song barefoot in the park oh yeah mm. she i didn't even remember that yeah, wow yeah, yeah. That, that album did come out great album yeah way. so very similarly it came out around this time of year and then or did it come out in january i can't remember I think it came, no it came out this year okay it came out yeah, in january february because we went to the show that's right we had a chance to go see him and how i remember when the show was because the same day summer walker dropped that remix with drake Oh right, I remember you girls, playing that. Girls, girls need love. That's yeah. right. Was, oh, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the concert or the single or both? No, both. both. I mean, the concert was great. Yes, that guy knows concert. how to. He can. James perform, Blake, if, yeah. Whoever's whoever's listening, if you have a chance to 
go see James Blake live before, you know, you don't feel like going to concerts anymore. I'm trying to go see that guy for real. Um, but uh, I'm going to take it back. Actually, you know, yeah, let's let's keep talking about music here a little bit um, because, um, yeah, I, I think we also went through like a, a bunch of really, really great, uh, not necessarily phases, but like it is really cool to kind of um, to even just think about the ways the, the like very small ways that we hear like beats and we hear sounds um, evolve over time too. Like one thing, this is like a very, very specific thing that I'm going to talk about here, but it's like the use of um, like 808s, just like 808 drums. Um, yeah. And like, I think about even just like what sounds are popular, but yeah, like the ways that songs are kind of envisioned um, like in 2010, 2011, um, I very vividly remember like, uh, like the Lil Wayne, like No Ceilings mixtape, um, being like, yeah, 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 I remember listening to that. I mean, I'm sure it came up before 2010, but its relevancy was still there. Mm -hmm. And I remember listening to Swag Surf and and like Lil Wayne's cut of that song. Um, and just thinking of the way that song was produced, um, just like the use of the horns and like the way that the kick drum is used, um, and like it's very kind of like standard and by this i just mean to say that the the 808 bass drum isn't modified too much it's kind of standard in the way that it was like made as like a preset um the drums for the most part again weren't weren't really modified um and like all of the kind of like the use of horns on swag surf just like in Um, general were like again still pretty synthetic um but then like even when you move into like like 2013 is like a is a is a great example or a great year to use because um if i'm not mistaken we got uh we got yeezus that year and then um oh frick i mean yeah there's a a bunch of i mean there's a ton of tons of great music that came out in 2013 but i'll use this as an example of like us getting like a lot of new uses of like 808s so like specifically i'll use a song uh like send it up is a prime example of a song where this 808 is like suddenly more metallic it's got like it's become like a bit more distorted um of course it's paired with um these like synths that josephelstein or josephelstein this parisian like dj producer um really introduced that like he's playing these synths and it sounds like metal is just like being clanked up against one another. Um, mind you, Jesus is like, yeah, still to this day, arguably like this very experimental album, like Kanye went off the rails with this one, blah, blah, blah. But like a lot of what we heard on there did kind of like move, like it was picked up as kind of time passed, you know? Um, what I like hear the most right now, um, kind of started maybe like, 2016 2017 and that's like it's this very um like uh thicker i know that sounds like it's a bad word to use but it's like a thicker and more distorted uh bass drum and like the prime example that comes to mind is uh gassed up by nebu kiniza um where it's like a very like deep (laughs) wow yeah 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 where it's a very like deep-seated uh kind of like bass drum and like it does it it sounds far more distorted like what's a good another good song that uses it um i'm still in shock that you dropped a nebu kinesa yeah 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 yeah. i mean that's like one example of like so i'm i'm of course i'm missing out on like all the other artists who are probably doing the same thing but a popular song that i think 
plays in, in at least my head when I think about this kind of 808 that I'm speaking of specifically. Um, or like Highest in the Room is a prime example by Travis mm-hmm. Scott where like this bass drum is like a little bit thicker, a little bit muddier, not as like bouncy, but uh, kind of like fills more space up. Um, yeah, I, I know that's like, that's one very like small example, but it's something that really sticks out to me um, because I don't know, I even, I, I think about like trap or I think about hip hop music and like I think about what it sounded like. Um, yeah, I think about what it start, sounded like at the beginning of the decade. I think of like Hard in the Paint by Waka or I mm. think about like Lex, like Lex Luger and like his influence, his influence on like what hip hop was sounding like for like the earlier half of this decade, right? Mm. Um, like the fact that Kanye and, and Jay-Z worked with him for Ham, right? Yeah. It felt like mm. this like insane trajectory for like what the, the kind of work that Lex Luger was doing. It felt like we had him on the mixtapes. We had him with working with Wiz Khalifa. We had him working with Big Sean. And then like yeah. he got that, that cosign, right? Um, yeah, I, I think he's a name that I kind of often forget about when I think about like um, relevancy to production and like what we think about. And, and of course, you know, there are probably producers who are out there looking at me like, man, Chris, you're probably missing out on like all these other important people. And I know, I, I know that's very much the case. But when I think about the specific kind of style of like, syncopated hi-hats and like a lot of like trill noise like trip triplets and kind of like yeah more complicated kind of uh drum patterns i really think about lex luger and like yeah it's i don't know another decade from now like what sounds we will hear in like popular hip-hop music is something that i'm very very excited for because it's not like the other sounds don't exist it's not like you know there aren't people who are um rapping over or like producing beats that are like sample based and like more hip-hop focused like i think of currency who put out an album this year with freddie uh not with freddie gibbs freddie gibbs is featured on it same thing or like the mad lib freddie gibbs album as like a whole right it's yeah. like the sample based beats again i'm i'm generalizing here but uh, as like a specific kind of style of like hip-hop beat making is still very well alive and like it's still evolving it's not like mad lib didn't use synthetic uh productions our production tools on that album you know um he did produce that whole album on his ipad though which i think is like insane there was like one tweet he just has which was like bandana was produced all produced on my ipad (laughs) which is like not only the most like dad tweet of all time (laughs) but Mm. is also the the like one of the sickest tweets of all time just like oh yeah fyi i produced this whole thing on a goddamn tablet (laughs) that was uh that was great. I I'm just looking up this lyric because something that I realized in um when in 2010 was I was only into bars. Oh in really? You were a bar oh, guy. Oh, I was a loser. Yeah, so I was only like real hip hop only. I only hip hop. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, Doom, Ghostface, Wu Tang. I'm sure you were a loser. I feel like maybe correct me if I'm wrong. You were just listening to what your brother was listening to. Um no. Actually. Really? So my my brother, when I was like eight, put me on to Fifty Cent. Yes. Okay. That's right. that's what I was thinking of. Get Rich or Die Trying. Yes. And I was eight years old though. When was that? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. And then I didn't really know what he was listening to. He was just listening to regular mainstream pop and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, um, maybe when I was like thirteen, I was like, yeah. I'm gonna look into some hip hop. Right. And uh, that's when you know I. And Kanye found all the you know the the spitters, right. and 
it wasn't until I got older that, you know, obviously I appreciate all. Like I was going to say, one of my favorite albums this year was The Life of Pierre by Pierre Bourne. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard that. I have not listened to it. But to the average person, they might say there's not one bar on that entire album. Right. To me, there is. And (laughs) (laughs) to me, there is. There is. (laughs) And even with Hardest, or Hard, not Hardest, but Hard in the Paint by Waka, he has his bar. When my little brother died, I said, fuck school. And I'm like, that is the hardest bar ever. <laughs> and he said it in such the, he was so much high energy that I didn't right. take it in. Right, I was right, just right. like, oh, he's just screaming. But nah, man, he said, I picked, oh, when my little brother died, I said, fuck school. I picked the burner up, then I grabbed some marijuana. Like, um, yeah, man, that is a damn bar. And <laughs> I, you know what, I, that's another connection with the decade. I became more, less judgmental mm. and more free. As yeah. the uh, as the decade came, like I mentioned to you, <clears throat> you know what this entire podcast is? It's just going tangent, tangent, yeah, tangent, yeah. tangent. Yeah, that's I okay. can't I can't stick to one thing. That's okay. There's so many different nor things can to go I, nor over. Can I. That's okay. You know, because when I went to Vancouver, I was heavy into uh, the vintage shops because right. their vintage is way better than Toronto, also way cheaper. Um, so they had this fleece, and it was a w- it's a women's fleece, right? And I know that because it says the the person who was cashing me out said that. Also, it says Lily and Michaela written on the tag. Wow. Okay. Probably two Great. former women. If I said former women, uh, they're probably still alive. Hopefully, right, shout right, out to right, them. Right. Um, and the thing is, maybe in 2010, I, I would have said women's and tossed it aside. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, it probably looks better on me than a damn woman. <laughs> and wow. and. Yeah, so that's why I don't I don't care about public perception as much, mm. you know. Okay. And that's that's the good thing that this decade really taught me. This I decade, okay, damn. Way more open-minded. Okay. As it is. Okay. And one thing I want to do, Krish, is as you know, the biggest moment between a man and another man is a man giving another man a fleece. Mm. Okay. And here today. Oh, wow. I brought you oh my a fleece. Uh, wow. It's a vintage fleece. Oh, my goodness. It's been washed already. Okay. <laughs> so all of the lice is gone. Damn, okay. And uh, here you go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what you think I look at this live on the, on the you know, pod right now? This you, is, you know oh, what? This is just something else. Originally, I was just going to be like, I'll just give it to him. And then today, I was like, on the drive here, I was like, Yo, I'm gonna do it on the pod. Wow, bro. Take a look at this, guys. And what do you think? <laughs> what give, you it a, think? give this YouTube video a thumbs up if you think this. Uh, if you like this fleece on me. Uh, wow, yeah. this is so kind of you, Navik. Thank you so much. Of course, man. You gotta stay warm. Bro. I, gotta, I gotta stay warm. You gotta That's stay right. warm, and I know it fits you too. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> what are you? How tall are you? Um, I'm five nine. Oh yeah, I'm five eight, and it fits me, so you're good. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank good. you so much. Wow. Uh, I officially a part of Fleece Gang. You know, it's been a long time coming. Um, but wow, I'm here now as uh, by way of a gift from my dear friend here. Thank you so much for putting me on. Salute me or shoot me. You know? Hey, salute me back, bro. <laughs> salute. <laughs> <laughs> salute me back. Uh, yeah. Um, wow, look at this, man. This year is just, it's closing off on, on all the high notes here, you know? Um, can't just, I, I'm just grateful, you know? I'm grateful for this week. Grateful to be doing the show with you. Like, thank you. Of course, no problem. Okay, so, um, 
you know, a lot of the, a, a few of the questions that uh, I had written down, I guess, are kind of overlapped in, in some of what we had, uh, you know, our, our dear listeners um, ask us here. Um, but one, one question that um, I, I do want to ask you is, you know, um, something that you mentioned here is you feel like you became less and less uh, judgmental, like as time passed. Um, at least from like knowing you this year, I feel like that's something that you've maybe rid yourself of, like that judgment on yourself. I think that's something that I've seen maybe in you is that something you're, you're, you're maybe not, I, I know in like a joking sense, I could say like, oh, you don't take yourself seriously, but on like a genuine kind of level in terms of like that criticism that like comes with like not working a specific job or like not having quote unquote, like your affairs in order, whatever it is, those things don't seem to like shake you as much or like drive you as much, you know, there's like a lot more that a lot more to life that I think you're, you're kind of embracing here, which is uh yeah, a phenomenal thing, man. Um, but even, but I guess given that, you know, as we kind of enter another year, maybe another decade, whatever it is, um, do you feel like there's like another idea or like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, this kind of like point of view or perspective that like you, you are interested in kind of taking on, or it's something that you maybe have started to kind of think more about and you want to really invest more time and energy into, uh, as we enter the new year. Huh. Yeah, um, good question. And first, I have to say, it wasn't just me mm. who helped me grow and become more open-minded. Right. There's the people around me. For sure. The friends, yourself, the women I've dated. Mm-hmm. You know, they've definitely opened me up as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, me open. yeah. <laughs> open me wide open. No, I'm kidding. Bloody Get the out of here. Wow. <laughs> that, just, that just came off the tone. Oh, yeah? That's what we do here. Oh, yeah? Are you sure you're not just blacking out from the fucking fever you have? Yeah. Oh, I, I OD'd on melatonin <laughs> That's last right. night. That's right. Took two shots of melatonin. <laughs> I'm going to pass out. No, okay. Um, uh, melatonin is a good drink, actually. <laughs> I don't know if it works not. at all. Does it work at all? I don't know, man. Probably not. I think it's like a placebo. I think it's a placebo too. You just think, oh, it's hot. It's gonna be. It's good. just a hot drink. And it tastes like ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom sprinkles a little sugar in there. So oh, it tastes like ass. Yeah, maybe that's why it's not working. You think it doesn't work because of sugar? Cause, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what sugar she's sprinkling in there, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a little brown sugar. Okay, maybe it's not so bad. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to diss your mom. No, I mean she's great intentions. She, yeah, she wants me to drink it. It tastes <laughs> right, good, you right, know. Right. I think. After the whole vomiting or the tree bark she gave me, <laughs> I, she probably... Did she give you cinnamon sticks? Like, is that what she gave you? I think so. It was probably something else, mm-hmm. but I, I don't even know. That's right. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I definitely want to do more things that make me obviously feel more creative. Mm. Um, whatever comes to mind, you know? Yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. do more and s- say less, do more. Right. You know, uh, we all Another year. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people talk. I talk a we lot. Talk, we talk a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we don't. I don't do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely want to do for sure. More, do so much. That's right. Um, and I want to remain healthy in my mind. I want to uh, try to keep a positive head. Yeah. You know? And um, yeah, I just want to, and I'm gonna be traveling a lot this year. Okay. Yeah. And by traveling, I don't mean going to like Uruguay or going to Italy. You mean you're selling your car and commuting to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's oh, weird. never. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> shout out to the, also, big shout out to the whip in, in this the decade. Matrix. 
Yeah. Yoda. You know what's what's odd is that um, when I went to Vancouver, no, sorry, when I went to the ghost jail with Victor <laughs> right. and Amin and Janish, uh, I parked my car on Victor's driveway and he parked his car mm-hmm. on the driveway, right? We came back three days later, put my car key in the ignition, perfect. But his key in his 2014 Infinity didn't start. Oh. You know? And I'm like, this car is banged up, a decade old, over mm-hmm. a you know, it's 2006. So it's old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It still moves right. so good. No, I had one, not one issue this year. Wow. And I have to shout out the car. Because, <laughs> and you know, what? it sounds ridiculous, but cars are great for people like myself okay. who need to get away. Okay. And by get away, I don't mean, you know, tra- like no, I'm not referring to the traveling bit, but just it allows me to leave every day. Yeah. You know, it allows me to leave negative situations. Yes, yeah. allows me to leave those negative situations and go to positive situations. Mm-hmm. And I have to shout out the whip one time. Because right. if I didn't have a car, oh my goodness, I don't I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be in a dumpster right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd probably be in a bu- dumpster collecting backwood packs. Wow. And then I'd put them on a Christmas tree. Damn. No. That's, that's <laughs> oh, No, I would not do that. But... Um, Sorry, we're, I was. Oh yeah, I was talking about traveling. No, I'm gonna be traveling to a bunch of like weekend trips. Okay. Know, in Ontario. That sounds great. And stuff like that, because yeah, there's still so many decent parts of Ontario that I haven't explored. Nooks and crannies, you bet. And uh, yeah, that's that's definitely what I'm. And you know what, Victor really put me onto that because he was always like, he's. I mentioned he's on oh, YYZ Deals. Dot com. Okay. If you're plug. To, it's the plug for okay. real. I'm not even kidding <laughs> okay. right now when I say it's just the okay. plug. Okay. Uh, Ahmed got. Uh, I'm saying all these people like everybody knows <laughs> yeah, their that's names, right. but the, Ahmed was on the podcast. That's right. So that's on why the I podcast. Episode 74. Please take a listen. All these people are on the podcast. That's why I'm saying their first name. Ahmed got uh, a trip to Japan for six bills, six hundred dollars wow. round trip. Round trip. That is insane. All right, and he got it off YYZ deals. So YYZ deals, you look like obviously three, three, four months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a dealio. Wow. On why we We only need one example to know this is a fucking good sign. Oh, and <laughs> well, <laughs> I know it sounds like a scam. No, no, but no. no that. We we got Vancouver for super cheap on why was Okay. So I gotta look. Um. Yeah. If you're looking to really travel like that, why was knows it? Okay. Um. And yeah, that's what I that's what I like to do for the ne- as well as start smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. people just make it look so cool. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, okay. Oh, what about what about you? How how do you how will you view the new year? Um, God damn, I don't know if I'll how I'll view the new. Year. But I think this year I'm definitely going to like uh, find a healthy balance between like going head first into things that I don't know too too much about, but you know, doing it in like spaces or like doing it with people that I know I'm going to like uh, feel comfortable like telling when, when or like being honest with, you know, like saying like when I'm struggling with like a new idea or a new project or something um, or like, you know, same thing with the work, you know, like not trying, doing my best to like not be afraid of like, you know, my changing my mind, right? If like, yeah, maybe, maybe work-wise um, I do want to, yeah work in a particular field or, or try something new in that sense yeah and, and not being afraid of it like not working out because if it doesn't that's like it's uh, it's potentially a good thing right to know that maybe something isn't for me um 
I would say that, and I think this year, you know, is, is especially really big and, and exciting in that sense, but also will be, you know, challenging too to like um, really kind of do some work with Dear Thumb Men as well and, and like really uh, focus in on that. Um, because not only will, you know, will we be sharing and doing a lot of, lot of like, you know, doing our best to share knowledge, um, but a lot of that is learning myself as well, right? I, I can't sit here and pretend like I've got it all packed down and, and all like, all of my thoughts and and all of my like biases that may be like harmful towards women or queer folks is like i'm rid of you know mm. um so really like working on that and like i i think they're intertwined in a lot of ways right like growing comfortable with myself and like identifying as like a, a as a man um but also like um you know this year i i it, I, I don't think necessarily like actively on like a day to day, but, um, but yeah, I, I think in the back of my head and like, it was something that, that I did kind of impart, um, uh, a little bit, uh, actually a fair bit this year, but, um, really just kind of, yeah, thinking more and more about like, uh, what I can do to kind of like deconstruct this like idea of gender roles. Um, but also like continuing to like see like in what ways it's perpetuated, like in my life, uh, in what ways, like, I confine myself to, like, gender boundaries. Um, and also, like, in what ways I, like, let judgment, particularly from, like, other men, uh, like, rule me in a lot of ways, you know? Um, because, like, I can't deny that, like, in, like, an all-male setting, I can feel myself, like, shrink and, like, start to become more rigid in, like, the way that I present myself, if that makes sense. What do you mean by that? Um, the ways in which I present myself start to become like more square and more plain to kind of like, yeah, to, to make sure that there isn't like a questioning of my, like my quote unquote manhood, which is like, yeah, a, a really like silly thing to like admit, but I, I can't deny that like that I feel that pressure when I'm in like a, when I'm exclusively with the boys, um, not necessarily my friends. I mean, yeah, with my friends, I, I very much feel comfortable expressing and sharing all of who I am. Um, but I can't, I don't think I can, uh, I can comfortably say the same when I'm with like people that I, I don't always know. Um, so that's something that like, yeah, I, I do want to sit with more with. Um, yeah. Like really, again, just kind of slowly working at this idea of like growing as comfortable as I can with like who it is that, that I am and who it is that I care to be. Um, and not being so concerned with, um, yeah, the, the, con- the, yeah criticisms or the judgments or the opinions of others i mean save that the people that i i care close a lot about i suppose um mm. but yeah that's that's a big one um and yeah more more of the failure thing you know just like seeing that through and like accepting that with this podcast you know with this you know hopefully knock on wood very secret project that navik and i are hoping to to kind of make happen uh in regards to this podcast um yeah yeah that's another thing where i want to do and and say less that's right you know so that's pre- precisely why you know we we're not going to share anything about it with with anyone because yeah the other day i was about to say it to someone i was like what am i doing saying something that doesn't even exist yet that doesn't <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the hell is that yeah, mean? yeah 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 and uh that's a big thing i i that will help me get the ball rolling yeah. in terms of you know being more seeing through your kind of like your plans and your and your goals right exactly yeah that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say I would say that's that's what that is for me. Um, how do you measure growth? Um, yeah, hmm. when you think of yeah your own growth, how do you, how do you measure, or what are the things that come to mind? 
you know, I don't measure growth by achievements or age. Because I remember I seen on Twitter someone was like, um, you know, dude, you're 27. Don't start pursuing your dreams now. You're old as hell. Mm. And then a guy replied with, the baby is 28 and he just started popping. Yeah. Which is this year. You know, and, you know, obviously 2 chains was like 38 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mad mm-hmm. people. Age doesn't matter at all. No. So growth for me is just um, really finding happiness, which sounds so broad and Mm -hmm, vague. mm -hmm. But really, you know, being happy to wake up. and Not that I'm not now. Like, this, the job that I have right now, I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not miserable every day. I think it's cool. Some of the people I work with are are cool. You know, so I I like that. I don't mind that. Um, But growth. Because yeah, I don't I don't view growth as getting a better car. Cause honestly, I was driving today and I was like, yeah, I kind of would love to have this car for another five years. True. I mean, it won't last five <laughs> years. I'm barely. It'll last maybe one more year. Right. Um, before it croaks. But I don't. I'm. I maybe also I'm not a car person. Um, and but I do remember. Oh, a decade thing, is maybe in 2011, 12. I was. I said to somebody. Oh no. Um, my first job was at McDonald's 2012. Oh, and I bought this watch. It's a Timex oh, watch. Okay. Bought it for 40 bucks, right? And I told somebody, the next watch I'm going to have is a Rolex. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the other day, I bought a watch. Want to guess the watch that was? A Timex. No, I bought a Casio watch. Okay. 1999. Oh, wow. Amazon vintage still okay. haven't gotten an Amazon <laughs> but uh, it's been it's been one Jeff day is holding it from <laughs> he's holding it he's clutching it close to his heart you no, found I, his, his weak point no it was sold out on Amazon so oh, I see. um I tried to find it on various other websites but it's it, it's a simple Casio watch and okay. it was like 20 bucks or something okay and I was like why the hell did I want a Roly <laughs> it's twenty thousand dollars insane for even the the cheapest the rolling. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. a Daytona is like 10 G's or something like that. Wow. Um, shout out Pusha T. But, um, and I only found out about that because Pusha T's right. the album was called, the album was called Daytona, Daytona right? That's yeah. Right. And um, so I don't want to, growth is not by cars, watches, fleeces you own. <laughs> it's you and are you, are you like not a to- terribly toxic person to your friends? Mm-hmm. Um, are you, you know, talking about when you're talking to other people, are you, you know, interested in them or are you interested in talking about yourself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to other people? Right. Uh, and I feel like I'm very good in terms of like, I have a lot of, a lot of friends, a lot of great friends. (laughs) I got a lot of friends. (laughs) I was about Um, to say, I just want to let you know. I have a lot of friends, okay? Y'all got two friends? I got 17 <laughs> friends. All right. Um, I, I got and none t- of them know my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. Um, no, nah, no, nah, they, they do. They probably do. Because you know why they remember my birthday? Because um, of Facebook? <laughs> um, no, I removed it from Facebook. Okay, so only so the real ones know. Yeah, and also because prom, our high school prom, was on May 25th, my birthday. Oh, wow, okay. So that's people forever remember that date. Um, May 25th. remember prom like that. If they remember, yeah, that um, date, May 25th. Which is cool. Just letting them know. And, you know, I'm not that type of guy in terms of birthdays. I'm not like, you didn't wish me happy birthday mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. whatever, bro. 
see you when you see me. Right. <laughs> Little do they know, Nivek and I are, are prone to crying in our rooms on our birthday. That's my favorite thing to and do. And you know what? I want to cry mm. more. Okay. I force, I try to, sometimes when I'm in my car. Sorry, I, I shouldn't be laughing. You what just, the hell are you laughing at, Chris? You just said I forced myself and then you cut yourself. Chris, you're like, what the hell are you laughing at, bro? I'm trying to be vulnerable and emotional so to sorry. these fans. I know, I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I just, I regret this laughter. But you just cut yourself off and you said, I forced myself and then you cut yourself <laughs> off. And I was like, wait, what? Sorry. Please go ahead. You know what? Earlier this, uh, no, I keep doing this decade shit. But earlier this decade, I, I prided myself. Mm. Remember you said that? <laughs> yeah. I prided myself on not crying. Mm. I was flex people like I haven't cried since I was a child since oh, I got I this scar on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and people mm. were like, "Oh, that's a sick flex." Mm. No, it's a terrible flex. Right. Sometimes I'll be in the car, listening to um, a slowed down version of Blonde, the album by <laughs> Frank Ocean. Did I ever talk about that album? I don't think so. I don't Never, think so. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, I should cry, you know, because I like this and I feel it, and. Um, you know, I try to do that. I try to let myself go. I don't, I won't be on the verge and then hold it. Mm. Say stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just, let, I'll let it go now. Damn. Because I don't care. Yeah. I just care about feeling it. And uh, you know what? A lot of people think this is odd, but I like to feel things. Okay. I want to feel sadness sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to feel happiness, of course. Mm-hmm. And, um, if something bad happens, yeah, it's bad. But I, sometimes I want to feel that. Right. Allow yourself and to like ex- accept it as a bad thing, right? Yeah. And yeah, me as a child, I definitely want to be hard. Mm. I wanted to be hard in those uh, skinny ass pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a long answer to that. No, <laughs> no, no. That's good. That that's growth what we're looking for. Question. But that's that's growth. Yeah. You know, growth. It's a tree. Yeah. Um. With this many branches. With Many, many branches. You know, maybe at the beginning of the decade, I thought I wanted a tree with one branch. I see. Now there's 16 or 14 branches. That's right. 14 to 16 branches on that tree. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, that is, that's how I, how I view it. Fair enough. That's, a, that's a great answer. I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to give that one a thumbs up too, because I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, that's how you yeah I, I, I think so I think a lot of it just comes with more acceptance of yeah like I said like your shortcomings your your failures your triggers your um, you know your anxieties your your fears um, being able to like see them as they are you know and like respecting that about yourself right and, and respecting like the the care or the the love and and the you know understanding that you deserve in your life Um and, and doing that, repeating that process over and over and over and over again. Um, because I think, um, yeah, uh, something that, um, you know, my, my partner was, you know, has, has reminded me so much of this year is that like, uh, I, I, yeah, historically will beat myself up over like things that I realize in retrospect, I, I shouldn't have done or could have done differently. Um, yeah. And, and she'll always remind me of this very simple idea, which is like, you know, you thought it was the right thing at that point in time. Um, and you can't, yeah, you can't, not only can you change that, but you, you can't like, you weren't like beating yourself up over it in that moment because like you thought about it really hard and like, you know, you did intend for like something good to come out of it. Um, but it was what you like thought was the right thing to do. And like, you know, 
one, so long as you acknowledge that, if you give yourself for that, and you keep thinking about like, yeah, well, now that I know that that wasn't the right thing, or that wasn't the healthiest thing to do, what is, whether that's in regard to yourself or the way that, you know, you interact with one, uh, another person or a group of people, um, you know, that's also a, a bit of growth. So yeah, I would say I would, I would end that answer on that. Um, yeah. That is good that, you know, she mentioned all that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very thankful for that. Um, that's very true. She also asked this question here, so shout out to you. Um, um Next question here. Is Navek doing more stand-up in 2020? You know what? I've been blackballed from the industry. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, we should say shout-out to shout out to uh, Sundar. Um, shout-out to Thurka as well for putting on some pretty phenomenal shows, one of which that Navek was uh, was able to, to take part in. Um, yeah, man. I, I personally, I want to see more of it. Um, Who has blackballed you from the industry? Though? That's the real question. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Um, there's not a whole lot of opportunity, obviously, as you know, for mm-hmm. brown people in mm-hmm. stand-up, you know? And I don't know if I want to be a stand-up comedian. I like telling jokes on this podcast. Yeah. Like telling jokes to, to people. Because mm-hmm. it's just, you know, when you do stand-up, you got to relate to the audience a lot. Mm-hmm. And you got to have these bits that relate to this group of people. And you got to have do- a bunch of different. Well, in my opinion, I feel like you should have a, a bunch of jokes in the arsenal. Mm. And yeah it's a whole journey of seeing what works what doesn't work and i've i've gone to a lot of stand-up shows yeah that's what i did a lot this year i've seen a lot of stand-up okay open mic pros and um the pros have a solid five to ten minutes and i'll see them every time they'll do that five to ten minutes right. and it's always a new audience so they always kill but right. for me i'm always like yeah i've seen the jokes and that's kind of a bad way to view stand-up because if it was a musician, you know, you'd want to hear their fire song yeah, like 15 yeah, yeah. times, whereas you don't want to hear a joke mm-hmm. more than three times or yeah. something like that. And that's the difficulty with, with stand-up. And I want to I wanna do stand-up at our own events, you know? True. Which, that's another thing, you know, I've been saying but not, not doing, you right, know? Right, Wh- right. which I do have a strong feeling that that will happen this year sometime hopefully okay. in the first half okay which i i want to put myself to that okay it's been uh, said here it's been said here mm-hmm. exactly okay but i'm definitely open you know if people want to have it i'll if you want to make to host your wedding you know hit them up does it for a flat rate of uh six bills, six uh, bills. <laughs> there we go also why don't we host Weddings? like events and stuff we Why should. don't people hit us up for like formals, even formals and stuff? I feel like nobody, yeah, nobody would get us, but that's right. At least they'd see us. You, you know, know, it's because we don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm, I was about to. Is there a little bit? I don't know. Maybe it's because we don't speak Tamil. Is that why? Oh, I'm. I'm learning. I'm learning. Oh Tamil. man, that's right. You know what? One of the one of the questions here is one thing that you know you're proud of. I'll share something with you. I'm proud of this guy for committing to to learning Tamil this year. I mean, amongst many other things, but shout out to you, man. That's a great. That's thank you. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, can you can you uh, say something to me in, in Tamil right now? Maybe that flows along with the conversation that we're having. If not, that's okay too. Sure. Apedirikingo. Nalaiyirikur. Um, <laughs> that's great for non-Tamil speakers out there. You want to share with them what you just what you just asked me? I said, how are you doing? That's right. I said, how are you doing, King? That's. <laughs> <laughs> Did not that's say what that. I said. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's great, man. Said, that's said. great. Uh, but yeah, maybe that maybe that's why. I don't know. To anyone who's out there listening, if you could comment or maybe uh, message one of us, uh, 
as to one maybe why we aren't seen as uh, desirable in the context of uh, Tamil events so maybe not Tamil events it could be any event we're, we're happy to host for any of them um, but also how do you, how do Vivek and I break into the the hosting industry um, because I, I think I'd be down I think that'd be pretty funny maybe not all of our jokes would hit but that's okay sometimes we don't, we can tell jokes sometimes we don't have to tell jokes it's fine uh, but even with the I mean I haven't been to a formal in like years but <laughs> back in the day they didn't really speak Tamil throughout the okay. host didn't speak Tamil. Okay. So they're all English. Okay. And um I feel like we'd we'd still be able to easily kill that. Yeah. I mean we'd be able to have a great time. I don't know about the audience, but we'd have a great <laughs> yeah, time. That's right. That's as long sure. as you, as long as you get paid, you know, whatever happens from there, it's <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's like it's a bit where it starts <laughs> off with with you um you thanking everybody yeah, and yeah, I yeah. I uh I walk in but I'm tripping on the floor. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah. then um I say hello, everybody. I, I just start barfing into a bucket. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just want to give a big shout to Arjun for letting me have that whole bottle of Black Label out of his uh, 2004 Acura. Oh yes, see. Um, but mm. but truly, yeah, you know, Navik and I, 2020, we're trying to make a little extra cash doing some hosting at uh, events. If anyone, if yeah. anyone has a plug for how we could do that, that would be great. Straight up. Nick and I are clearly <laughs> too lazy to look into it ourselves. <laughs> and straight up, as yeah. the Jack boys say. That's right, that's right. Um, okay, this is a good one. Um, what is the cringiest thing you've ever done that legit makes you want to die? This is verbatim what was asked. What is the cringiest thing you've ever done that legit mm. makes you want to die? I mean, for me, there's like probably... This is a thing that I would have to think about. I mean, one thing comes to mind. Um, nobody knows this, actually. About 20 people know this. Okay. Um, in grade 11, I auditioned for a, a stand-up show oh, shit. at my high school. Oh, shit. And it bombed so hard that I almost got suspended. <laughs> Whoa! How is that possible? <laughs> that is possible. I'm not even kidding. The, the drama teacher almost got me suspended because the jokes were so lewd or something like that. Oh, my I God. I didn't even know that. What do you mean? I didn't even take it in at the time. You were just saying things. See, I had no filter really then. Mm. I was just really saying shit. Well, you were 16. It's okay. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. I remember telling those jokes that nobody, everybody just discussed it. And that was really, that's definitely a moment um, where, you know, I was dumb, embarrassed like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. What is another? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so moment. the. Yeah, I mean, do you have any of those moments? Have I guess that's. That? I, I guess that's the thing. It's like I don't know if this question is from the decade or from the year, or from my lifetime. Um, if it's, I don't know. If it's from my lifetime, I'm sure there are other things that will come to mind. Um, <laughs> fuck, this is a bad one. Um, so this huge crush on someone all throughout like my last two years of high school and on like the day before i moved away to university Mm. i like wrote like a two or three page letter just like explaining all this stuff and being like you know like it's fine though even though i never like told them how i felt and writing this big ass letter and like biking it over to their house and just like like my heart like pounding as i like ran to their doorstep like put it in their their like door and like ran away um, and I'm pretty sure they're like, they text me the next day just saying something like, LOL. And uh, I was just like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> no, I think specifically they said like, like something like, they pulled like some Jay-Z shit on me. They're just like, you crazy like, for this one. 
I think verbatim that's what they wrote. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm very thankful to like uh, be able to like laugh about it with this person now. But like looking cool. back on it, I'm just like, wow, I are should. Are you friends with that person? I am still friends with this person, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Again, I'm very, very thankful for like being friends with, you know, mature people who are like willing to, who, you know, respected me or maybe like was, yeah, was willing to, to kind of like see past that and be like, yeah, you know it's okay I'm, I'm still very down to like be your friend and, and, I'm, and i'm also very thankful that like i wasn't in this headspace where it's just like oh if this person doesn't feel the same way about me like i don't i don't care about them kind of deal um but super cringe yeah thinking about that i'm like oh yikes maybe just tell people <laughs> head on rather than going through some like fucking thumbo movie dramatic ass scene where i'm sitting wow. sweating over this desk writing penning penning you this wrote letter. a letter like pen and paper eh? i wrote a pen and paper wow. uh did i yeah no i typed it out because i was like no there's no way she's oh, gonna okay. read my uh read my handwriting <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man that's probably one of the cringiest things i've ever done um uh i don't know man you know what luckily i don't have that many i probably have if i really think about it yeah but that was like the ultimate one that i have for myself you know what maybe good a question though yeah it, it's a very good question um this is something that i'll say that you could tell me how you felt but i'll tell you how i, how I felt and this is like a this is a shared experience for us so for Nivek's, uh it would have been his uh 23rd birthday um Nivek, had rented out a little Airbnb in Toronto. We had a bunch of, in, in, he'd invited a bunch of friends. He asked me to play some music. It was very chill. Um, <clears throat> but a few days prior, Nivek had hit me up and said, yo, Chris, I, I want to film this like video to play <laughs> at my, oh. at my birthday party. And I was like, okay, talk to me about, you know, what you want this video to be. He's like, you know, I, I just wanted to be a message for my guests. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, as we kind of spoke about in the last episode, I do my best to kind of give and take with Nivek. You know, Nivek sometimes has really great ideas. Sometimes his his ideas might go, might go over my head a little bit. But it's okay, you know? We work with some of them. Sometimes we, we put some others aside. Um, but it's really just about being honest about what works, what doesn't work. But this time, it was like, it was his birthday, you know? I did not feel... Uh, I had the capacity to tell Nivek, I don't know how this is going to go. There was like, there was some doubt, I, w- I will admit. Especially because um, I wasn't sure what this message was going to be. Um, but either way, you know, we came down here, we sat in my basement, we projected a show, one of Ray J's shows, onto a projector. Uh, what was the name of that show? Uh, Something for Love? For the Love of Ray J? For the Love of Ray yeah. J, there we are. Um, and we recorded this this whole video uh, that involved like, putting like baby powder on your I face. Did white face in the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white face, that's right. Yeah. Um, and what, you know, we filmed it and I remember laughing. I was like, okay, this is cool. And then we got to the day of the, the party uh, and it was on a USB, it was on a USB or it was on like a CD or something. I'm not sure. Um, and Nivek gathers everyone in the room and then he's like, hey, I just have this video I want to play for you all. So then he plugs it in and then as soon as he starts playing it, Nivek just says, I'll be right back. And then just goes into one of the bathrooms or, or like a bedroom around the corner and you just yeah. stayed in there for the entirety of the video and then I, by circumstance as soon as it ended is when you just walked out and we're like oh so, sorry i was away <laughs> mind you, you you're probably slightly inebriated and that's fine but i very vividly remember sitting in this room and 
no one in the room, maybe besides me and one other person, Chris Martin, who was like, yeah, I know this is going to be some fuck shit, <laughs> was laughing. And everyone was just like very quietly whispering amongst themselves like, what are we watching? Or what the fuck is this? Yeah. And I think experiencing that, uh, experiencing that, I was just like, holy fuck, what have we done? Yeah. And I think also seeing you leave the room and then just come back miraculously once it was over. <laughs> and thinking to myself, what the fuck just happened to you? Um, so maybe that is a moment that I hope never to relive. Um, I don't want to say it was Damn, cringy. bro. No, it was I'm like kidding. that. Well, you know what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What's so funny? It, no, it probably was cringy for everybody in the room. But for me, it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So why you did know? you leave the room? Answer me that question. This I left the question the for the decade. Oh, that is true. I didn't want to see people's reactions. I see. I don't like to. Okay. And That's fair. And you know why? If I had saw, seen people's reactions, that probably would have made it the most cringiest thing ever. Uh, I see. But I didn't. So to me, it was probably fine. <laughs> okay. And so, okay. So I'll say that's one one for me then. But fair enough. Please continue. Oh, no. I also don't regret that video. Okay. Good. Uh, I mean, I don't regret filming it either because it was a great video. I think I still have that video too. I, I do too on my Google Drive, you know? Do you it. can put in, pay into the mix, GoFundMe, $100. On it. And we'll give you and we'll we'll give you access to the video. Mm, okay. Um but yeah, it was a phenomenal video. Um mm. and I think it was a case of people just like very clearly not understanding the humor in which we were bringing. Um and also, you know, sometimes I wonder like are people not laughing because they're not sure if it's cool to laugh? And if that's the case, out of here. Get out of here, get yeah. that garbage out of here. See, that video was like 808s and Heartbreak. Oh. It took a long... It was before its time. Oh, I see. So it took some while before... You know, if I put that video out now, people probably love it, gravitate towards it. Then it was 2016, 2017. So people couldn't... They couldn't overstand it. Mm, They couldn't overstand. They probably understood it, but they couldn't overstand it. (laughs) So... It's like that. Oh, I see. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um... Okay, let's try and do some rapid-fire-ish questions here um, before we wrap up. Um, okay, here's a good one here. Uh, what would you do if you were locked in the bathroom because the handle fell off and you had no cell phone and your parents were on vacation? Um, okay, it's you're locked out. You don't have a phone or you do have a phone? Don't have a phone. No one's in the Damn. house. Because the first thing I do is play Jack Boys in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that Jack Boys up and vibe out a little. <laughs> I just vibe by yourself. Vibe, because I, I don't want to get too, um, you know, too anxious, uh, too nervous. Because yeah. once you do, and you start freaking out, that's when the the drama comes. Right. So you want to vibe out a little, <laughs> right. act like you're having fun. Right. But I mean, if you don't have anything, kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Also, how do you lock yourself in the bathroom? Well, maybe someone snatched the handle off. Your parents took the handle off before they left. Why did they do that? I, that's a good question. I don't know. You'll have to ask the person who a- asked the question. Um, but, yeah, how, what would you, what would you do? I mean, probably take a shower first or something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Make sure I'm clean. Like, all right, let's figure for, this out. When they find I need me. a shower. <laughs> Just, they'll at least be like, oh, he's at least clean. When they find me like a week later. Right, right, right. right. But, yeah, I mean... It would have to be one of those situations where you just have to wait it out until <laughs> nobody, you don't respond to anybody's messages. Okay. And maybe someone's curious. I'm like, what happened to him? And then they, I mean, my door is probably locked as well. Maybe, yeah. Unless so, they called your parents and told them to lock it. Or, I don't know, call the police. 
But maybe, oh. I don't know. Hopefully there are people in your life who care about you enough to be like, hey, I haven't heard from Nabek in... He hasn't told me about his new fleece in a week. <laughs> yeah. I need to give him a shot, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, you're kind of screwed. You're really screwed in that situation. Well, I... So I thought about it a little bit. First things first, there's no need to panic because what do you have a lifetime supply of in the washroom? Water. You got water. You're going to be able to drink that. You're going to be okay. You oh, know? yeah. You're going to be able to drink water. You flush it from the toilet, from the bathtub, whatever. The water's going to be fine. So that's good. Number two, you assess what you got. Whatever you have in the bathroom, whether it's a bottle of soap, maybe it's a cup, maybe it's a pair, it's like a pair of nail clippers, whatever it is. You just grab whatever you can, right? And then... I mean, under the assumption that every door is built the same, I would try and find a tool to start pushing out the hinges, you know, Mm -hmm. because hinges are all kind of built the same where you have like the latches, but then you have the little, uh, the little thing in the, the little knob or like cylindrical rod in the middle that kind of holds the two metal, uh, flat parts together. I would just try and find something to kind of just like use as like a hammer and like a chisel of some kind to like pop that out, pop that out, and then eventually one whole side of the door is now weak and vulnerable, and you just kick that that thing down. And then uh, you're out of there, you know? However long that takes you, hopefully it doesn't take you more than a day. But, yeah, I would say that would that is how I would get out of there. And if I struggle, I just drink the water, and then, yeah, maybe wait it out. But I genuinely think we could get out that way. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's my pragmatic <laughs> approach mm. to, <laughs> to answering that question. <laughs> Um, okay, what would you name your streetwear brand? Um, hmm. Probably. Um, That's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, we're never going to do this, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, probably I'll call it the Real Supreme. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know. That's kind of like along the lines of... Um, uh, Nathan for use like he, he did an episode uh, of the show where like um, supposedly there's like a law where like you can take like the same branding and like the same name of like a company if like you put like another word in front of it and it was something like the dumb dumb Starbucks or something like yeah. that so it was all the same it was a Starbucks store but they just wrote like dumb in front of Starbucks and, and kind of ran their business that way I remember yeah that. but that could be you the real supreme Man, Nathan, for you, where is he at? He's he's filming. Hopefully, hopefully he's filming somewhere. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I I don't think I could come up with a with a clever streetwear brand name, which is also why I don't have a streetwear brand. Um, mm. But good question, regardless. Um, or I'll call it um, Stussy Pussy. Oh my god. Oh, uh, people are like, man, I'm rocking that pussy. I'm like, bro, do you not know streetwear? It's pussy. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh uh, man, you don't. You rocking that? Uh, no, bro, I got that fresh ass uh, fleece, uh, pussy fleece. I'm like, bro, it's pussy, bro. <laughs> I it's can't not. handle this. Oh it's my god, that is so funny. <laughs> There's nothing funny than hearing someone <laughs> hearing someone <laughs> openly correct me like, dude, it's not stussy, it's stussy, bro. That is so funny. Oh and my god. I only got that because in Vancouver, Victor's <laughs> little brother was like, Man, they got stussy over here. They got stussy. Victor's like, You can't cop any brands you can't even pronounce. <laughs> and then I was I was like, Damn, bro, that's true. Don't be copying that stussy. <laughs> <And then laughs> 
a minute later, Victor turns the corner. Check out this Louis Vuitton, bro. <laughs> no diss to Victor, man. No diss to Victor. Uh, <laughs> you can diss him. It's okay. He, he understands. Um, okay, let's see. Um, we kind of spoke about, you know, biggest lessons from the decade. Uh, what do you re- reflect about around this time of year? Oh, so that's a good question. This time is the weirdest time of year mm-hmm. because there's a lot of emotions flying, you know? Because mm-hmm. you reflect on the good times because we all have good times during mm-hmm. holiday season and we have bad times during the holiday season. Yeah. So I reflect on, you know, I think of all the good times and I think of all the bad times that I'm in. True. And I think about <clears throat> how it could be different next year mm-hmm. and what I could do to make it different. Because one thing is all you need is one year. In your life to change everything. Hmm. You okay. Know? This is this is a new perspective. I, I want to hear more. Oh yeah, that's something people should always keep in mind. When you're <coughs> when you're super low, you just need one year to change everything. One year can really change everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe in this year, I'll do some things where the holiday season's brighter, mm-hmm. and I'm not so maybe down right. or you know watching netflix movies non-stop right 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 you know and yeah i just feel weird this time hmm. it's not even like a depression it's just a weird feeling yeah 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 you know i don't even know how to describe it yeah i i feel similarly i mean i, I to some degree i pinpointed it i realize it's like a combination of like emotional exhaustion with like extended family time and like yeah uh maybe not having like the same quiet time that i might regularly have um Something that uh, was mentioned to me recently is also just, like, high intake of sugar can, like, fuck with your mental health. And, like, especially around the holidays, if you're going to parties and stuff, eating a lot of cake, eating a lot of cookies, which, like, do your thing, you know? Enjoy all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of time of year. Um, but, like, it, it can it, it can kind of mess with you to, like, have, like, yeah, eating a little bit more food than you might regularly and being like, whoa, you know? Like, kind of taking you, taking you for a whirl. Especially if, like you know regularly you are giving yourself this like time to maybe exercise or like do these things it's just about imbalances right like for me i'm out here eating all the time you know so yeah i don't want to say i or at least for me it doesn't feel like i i've felt too many negative effects as a result of it mm-hmm. um but that that might not be the case for for someone else right so that that could also be a thing as well um but yeah and and lastly it's like yeah of course as the year ends we've kind of like in a lot of ways like we do colloquially, we collectively, uh, like do think about, like we reflect on the year. Right. And that oftentimes, um, you know, given on the ways that like we, we view ourselves, it can be really easy to just harbor on the negative things that happened. Right. Or like the things we didn't do rather than the things that we did do. So this year, um, I've struggled to do, I've not really done it yet, but I definitely want to focus more on what did I do this year and what can I do next year? Um, but I would say the same. It's always a weird one where I'm just like, wow, why do I, I don't feel like super sad, but I definitely feel like maybe a little more fragile than I, than I regularly would. And I'd say maybe those are the things that, that contributed to it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess the last question is, is maybe a good one to, to wrap it up with. Um, what are, what are some goals for this podcast for, for 2020? Obviously, like I said, you know, we, we have a, a bit of a, a secret project that we really want to focus some time and energy into and yeah maybe once it it, it kind of looks like a a, a reality we'll, we'll start to share more about it uh, but besides that you know what are what are some goals for this podcast that you 
you know, you think are are realistic and, and you, you know, you really want to see through. Well, I think this is the year we could take it to another lo- level there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, take it to another level in terms of, I mean, we're always going to keep those good guests coming through. Oh, yeah. And I want it to be on, you know, oh, Spotify. Yeah, God damn it. God damn it. We're gonna, That's a big thing, actually. We're going to get on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, figure that out. Maybe reach out to some brands, uh, get the baby bags for yeah. for ads. Maybe that's potential. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that that is the that should be something for next year. But honestly, regardless, it's still going well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still we're still getting some good conversations out of it. Yeah, good friends are made out of this. You know, totally great moments you know had. So I'm still very happy and proud of what has been accomplished so far yeah likewise yeah. likewise um i feel very similarly i think this year um this past year we uh i mean i know i was definitely like far more lax like even just h- how many episodes we did it's, it's far less than what we've done in the in the two previous um but yeah i'm also very excited to know that like we're a- as soon as this one is released well we're 25 episodes away from 100 which is like pretty pretty surreal pretty un- pretty exciting um, so reaching that milestone is definitely something that I'm excited about and like really, yeah, just working hard this year to kind of keep meeting with, with all these, you know, very unique and, and special people out there that, um, yeah, have stories to share. Um, and yeah, find, get, trying to figure out all those like little small things like, yeah, why Spotify keeps banishing us from their yeah. platform. Um, but we'll figure it out. I'm sure we'll find out how to do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's like a maybe a good way to, to end this episode, thinking about how we kind of continue on with this podcast coming in the year. But um, once again, thank you so much for, for everyone who's listened. You know, um, uh, Anupa Mystery, who we had on this podcast, her, her podcast is so much so about, um, yeah, what what not only lengths that art, artists go to 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 keep their art alive and, and keep doing what they're doing, but um, doing it when you know, they don't have millions of, of listeners. They don't have like the big bucks or these brands backing them or backing from any direction, you know? Um, and so much of it really comes down to like knowing and feeling like supported by like a consistent and like uh, a really quality group of people. Um, and I think that's very much the case for the show as well. I think if we didn't have that, um, I often wonder like, yeah, maybe if we did have like thousands of, of like listeners, given like what we've gone through or like given like our own personal challenges, like would we have kept going, right? Would we have felt like there was this pressure and that like it was something that like we had to do at like a certain level and if not, it was a failure kind of deal, you know? I often remind or I think to myself like, yeah, if we didn't have like people that we really respect and we admire and who've like consistently shown us support in this way, if we would like, uh, we would continue doing it. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for when I think of this podcast. I would rather have um, you know, a very small but concentrated and like consistent um, and and really kind of like kind and, and, and like personal connection with the people who listen to the show um, than like have an exuberant amount of people that, you know, we, we've never known and, and don't have the opportunity to connect with and get feedback from and kind of like, you know, continue to grow as, as people as well as, as the show, you know, so shout out to all you guys for, for listening. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for seeing us through for one more year. Um, and yeah, on to the, on to the next year. On to the next one. Um, but real quick, 
Do you want to talk about like any of the music you enjoyed this year? Crazy. Um, <clears throat> so much. There's too much. There's really too much. Um, I would say standouts include uh, Rosalia, um, the reemergence of Dijon, uh, formerly of Abi Dijon. Ooh, that guy's um, amazing. I think some some very big things are yeah are aligned in his stars. Um, God damn. Uh, I started to kind of like fall back in love with some like punk and like metal and, and some like more harder rock stuff. Um, this year, while I, it wasn't, I've heard of them before this year, show me the body was a band that like, I, I really listened to again and really started enjoying, um, very fond of like the albums that I think there was great consensus around, like people really enjoying such as the James Blake album and the, the Tyler, the creator album. Um, but all in all, it was just a, a, a overall really good year. I think um, I think what I was listening to was really kind of across the board, um, and there wasn't anything, yeah, a- anything that kind of stood out to me specifically. But um, yeah, this year I, I, I really tried to kind of um, open myself up to to listening to to different sounds, um, challenge myself to make a playlist for every month, and that involved like digging into other people's playlists and digging into like the suggestions to see and listen to artists that I hadn't listened to before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful to do that again in this upcoming year. Yeah. How about you? Wow. Great. Right. Um, for myself, a lot of albums stuck out like the Sir album was really good. Um, Snow Allegra. Oh, that's such a great album to mm. drive in the rain too. Oh yes. Ooh, that's a vibe. Mm. <laughs> you listen to it on your way home, man. Eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I always do. Um, oh, Xavier Omar. Mm-hmm. That album kind of, I mean, it came out the same day as Jesus is King. Oh, wow. Right. So That's I felt right. like it wasn't getting the, the praise it deserved, mm-hmm. but that Xavier Omar and Sango album, was it called? Oh, Moments Spent Loving You. Such mm-hmm. a great, great title. And um, every track is just great on that one. Phenomenal. Um, what else is, oh, uh, I spoke with The Life of Pierre for yep. um, Steve Lacey's album that yes, came out this yep. year. We were lucky enough to see him as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, Baby Keem, Die For My Bitch. That's right. Great as well. Um, yeah, I thought a very... Oh, um, there's another album. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, the Jack Boys. <laughs> <laughs> had to do them. Had to do them. Like uh, okay. But, you know, I'm um, this decade especially. I want to reflect on all the creators that kind of impacted us in a way where the art that they created relate to us, mm-hmm. you know? Like, obviously, I talk on this uh, podcast about Frank Ocean a lot and how d- that album affects people. Same with Channel Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, how Gerard Carmichael, um, he put out this uh, special. It's not even a, it's not a comedy special. It's just a, a special on HBO called Home Videos about his family and his dad's, um, his dad cheating on his mom mm. to him and his sexuality and uh, opening up about that with his sisters and stuff like that, which Seriously. is just like, I didn't know that HBO would, would do something like that, right. you know? Um, so if you can find that, it's very hard to find. I know it's on HBO, so unless you have it, it's going to be difficult to find. But that's great. Um, Igor or even Flower Boy and how that has resonated with a mm-hmm, lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so much art that people have created just, you know, really impacts people. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Truly, truly. Yeah. Allows for, for the show to exist in a, in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So shout out to shout out to Art. <laughs> shout out to Art. <laughs> shout out to Art. Art period. That's as as uh, as complex as I'm going to end this episode here. Um, but this is episode 75, wrapping up 2019 with this one. Uh, thank you for listening to an, a very sick episode of uh, High Top Flip Flops. We'll, we'll have clearer throats for the next episode. Uh, but as always, this is Chris, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Not Chris, a.k.a. Bash Me on Tech as I'll fight. I just get beat up. A.k.a. Little Poopy Dirt, a.k.a. Dr. Do Too Little, a.k.a. It's Not Me, It's Not You. We're just going through a tough time right now. As always, I'm here with Navek. It's Navek, a.k.a. Navape, a.k.a. Mr. Ron Apollon, your girl, say hold on the one away, a.k.a. The Tamil Tyrese, a.k.a. Big Sayon, a.k.a. Little Couch. And that is the last episode of 2019. 2019. We did it. Mm-hmm. Jack Boys signing out. Jack Boys <laughs> in here forever. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye.